Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Uh, today, simple title, the message today, it's in the name, Emmanuel. It's in the name, Emmanuel. Matthew 1 Verse 23 says this, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. The name Emmanuel is translation of two Hebrew words expressing God is with us. God with us. Mm. Not some prophet or a teacher or a holy man, but God himself clothed in human flesh with us. It is hard to get a little finite head around that, but that little baby was more than a baby. That was God. He came where we are, so we could go eternally to where he is. God, always with us. Isaiah 9, 6, a very familiar scripture for Christmas. I want you to look at that with us, with me. Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This Christmas season, this is a very familiar text, and I know that. But I want to take those four words, break them down, Put a little flesh on them, a little skin on them, so that this Christmas season you can sit with that. I want to look at Wonderful Counselor first. Wonderful Counselor. John 16, 7 says this, Nevertheless, I'll tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. We talked about that in that series this fall, about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the helper. The Holy Spirit, the comforter. The Holy Spirit, the counselor. This Christmas season, I want you to, to do something extremely selfish. I want you to make our wonderful cup of coffee. If you need to call it a latte and put some foo-foo on top and 
Sprinkle some caramel and maybe some cinnamon. That's okay. If that's not your thing, maybe a big old cup of hot chocolate will do your deal. Make sure you get some marshmallows in that. That's pretty special, and it'll stick to the top of your lip, and it'll mean something to you while you try to get that off. All right? But I want you to get you some of that and go hide. Go get quiet. Go get still like the night was when he came. And I simply want you to say to the Holy Spirit, I'm where you want me. Now speak to me. And I don't want you to get up until he says, get up. And if you see fingers under the doors, you just remind them that the Holy Spirit has not dismissed you. And you would be sinning against the Holy Spirit if you came out. If your husband says, I can't do this any longer, or your wife says, you got to come help me, you say, no, 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 I am with the helper. You're just going to have to hold down the fort. I want you to please, for a little bit of time this Christmas season, find a way that you can meet with the wonderful counselor. There are great counselors, and we have many in this church, but there's none like him. There's none like him. He can say more in five minutes than a human can say in days. Do not miss the opportunity this Christmas season to give yourself a greatest gift you could ever give, and that's a quiet moment with a wonderful counselor. There are some of you this year, it's been hard. You're sitting here today, and your life is still really, really chaotic. It's in a fog. It's not clear. You, don't, you have a lot of stuff. You have a lot of opportunities. You have a lot of questions. You have a lot of concerns. You can't make sense of anything. And the more help you get, the worse you feel. The more conversations you have, the more confused you feel. Stop. Just stop. You're not going to know and you're not going to have clarity until you sit with the author of clarity. Your God is not a God of confusion. Your God is not a God of question marks. Your God is a God of clarity and he is a God of answers. You've got to go get with him. I'm not throwing other people under the bus. I'm not. And I'm not saying you don't need them. You do need them. Life is better together. But there is a time for all of us that you have got to turn off the noise and turn on one voice. Because when it's all said and done, my friend, there's only one question. What did God say? What did God say? And if you can't answer that, don't get up and stay until you can. Hot cup of coffee or a big old cup of hot chocolate and go hide. They will survive without you, okay, even though they don't think they will, okay? Give yourself that gift. Meet with the helper, the comforter, because nobody hugs like him. You see, the greatest hug, my Mimi and granddad used to get some good hugs. My Mimi could hug. Mm. 
Some of y'all hug pretty close to my Mimi. That's why I like it. Nobody hugs like the Holy Spirit. Nobody hugs like Jesus. Everybody else is subject to space. We can only do it out here. He, my friend, can hug from inside. He can hug from inside. And some of you, it's been a long time since you've been hugged inside. And you're in desperate need of that. And there's a lot of us that are chasing that hug from the inside out there. That hug from the inside won't be met out there. Humanly impossible. That hug from the inside is called inside. Can't be manipulated and found anywhere else outside. It's inside hug. Go meet with the one who can hug you from the inside. That's the Holy Spirit. He'll hug you. John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. There's some folks in this room that need that. You need to hear from him. It's been a long time since you heard from him. Let him speak to you. Let him tell you the things to come. Secondly, you see the mighty God, the mighty God. He will be called the mighty God. Psalm 91, 1 and 2 says this, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. Catch, catch, catch it. In him, I will trust. In him, I will trust. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ, the Savior, the baby. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Some of you need to know him as the mighty God. You need the mighty God. You need a breakthrough in your life. You need a power beyond yourself. Just say it. Pastor, I need a miracle in my life. He is the mighty God. Just a couple things that he is. He is unchangeable. He is unshakable. He is unmovable. And he is unstoppable. He is the mighty God. How many of us know him as the mighty God? I mean the mighty God. You say, there's a wall and I can't get through it. You can't, but the mighty God can. You ask the mighty God to kick it down and then you walk in freedom through it. And don't you ever build it back. You ask the mighty God to set you free. You ask the mighty God to redeem you. Oh, I know you said you'll stop. And I know you feel like you've lied again and you've tricked God again and you broke your promise. But this time, this time, ask him to stop you, not you try to stop yourself. Because it says in him, I will trust. Call on the mighty God. Not not a prophet, not a teacher. Mm -mm. Not a holy man. 
but the mighty God. Today, this Christmas season, you need a mighty God. He is your mighty God. Don't sell him short. Don't make him to be a baby in a manger. He's a warrior and he's a king. He's a kick butt God. And he's ready to do it for you. But he's a gentleman in the same word because he won't do it until he's called on. Call on him. Trust in him. Ask him. Believe. March like he's fighting for you. Don't sit like a wet pretzel saying your God is mighty. I've seen churches sit when they sing the song, how great is our God? What in the world? Get up. Why, how can you sit when you sing your God's a mighty God? When you pray and say, my God is a mighty God, my God can. My God's unstoppable, unchangeable. He's unmovable. Then live like he is. You can work like it depends on you, but you pray like it depends on him. You let him work. Too many times the church, man, I don't believe they believe what they say. How can you meet together and sing about how awesome he is and live like you're defeated? There are believers today that are held in chains, in prison, in bondage. This Christmas, break the yoke of that junk. Let the, let the mighty God do that. Let the mighty God do that. Third, he is the everlasting father. We don't talk enough about it. We just don't. He's the everlasting father. Question for you. Do you personally know him as your everlasting father? Is he more than a word in Isaiah 9, 6? Is he truly your everlasting father? For God so loved the world that he gave, he gave. Someone once said he gave twice. He gave at Christmas and he gave at Calvary. God so loved you, so loved me, that he gave his only son, that whosoever, 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 whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If today you sit here and you say, I have everlasting life, then guess what? He is your everlasting father. Everlasting father. Have you personally been born again? That's the only question. Have you had a Nicodemus moment? Have you? Last week, a gentleman came right here during invitation, right here, and had a Nicodemus moment. He said, I need to go to Bethlehem. I haven't been to Bethlehem. I thought I went to Bethlehem, but I want to walk out today knowing that I've been to Bethlehem. Listen, people say salvation's Easter. (laughs) No, salvation's year-round and especially Christmas. Man, when you realize that baby born for you was the savior of the world, the savior of the world, the savior of the world. 
He didn't necessarily want you to just be enamored by his little cuteness. He wanted you to understand that he was the savior of the world. Has he been yours? Or is he still just a cute little baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger? Listen, I loved him in the manger. I adored him on the cross. For some of us in the room today, we have not grasped the meaning of the cross yet in our lives. He's still cute and wrapped in swaddling clothes. Until he becomes more than in a manger to Calvary for us and for our sins, we'll never, ever, 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 ever fully understand and fully ever know him as everlasting father. You got to understand that he died for you. And this day, my friend, can be your day, just like it was for that gentleman last week. Last is this. He is the Prince of Peace. If you haven't figured it out by now, this world is not at peace. <laughs> Lord, help us. And everything around this world is screaming the cross, screaming the creator, screaming Jesus. And they can't even hear it. They can't even see it. They're punching air and punching air. You'll never win. It just makes you tired. They're fighting against stuff they think is up against them, but what's up against them is not the stuff that they're fighting. What's up against them is their bondage to sin and their depravity to this world system that is failing them. This world will fail you every time because it was never meant to sustain you. Never. Prince of Peace. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. This is Jesus. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives you do I give. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Romans 5, 1 says this, therefore, and what I teach you about therefore, I always want to know what that therefore is there for. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. When my wife got saved, she wrote beside this passage of Scripture, you will not have the peace of God until you have peace with God. See, this world's trying to figure it out, but there's only one peace, and it's the peace in Christ. When you know that you know that you know that you know that you are born again, there's a peace that overcomes anything that comes your way. I promise you. This world will never ever, ever produce that kind of peace. It can't. See, the world can produce happy times and happy moments, but it cannot produce peace. And a byproduct of peace is joy. I've seen people sing in the worst times. I saw her sing on a bathroom floor in a mess, worshiping, one crying out to God. I found her there. 
scared me to death. I, I wanted to help her up. She wanted to stay. I wanted to pick her up. She said, leave me like I am. I wanted to dry her tears. She said, no, 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 leave them. I want to worship in them. There's a peace that can overcome you that the world can't give. Can I ask you this? Do you know him today as the prince of peace? I, I kind of wonder sometimes if Isaiah shouldn't have called him the king of peace. No slap to the princesses. <laughs> I'm just saying he's the king of, priest, of peace. Is he your king of peace today? Do you have peace in your life? You can have peace. It begins at salvation. But salvation doesn't automatically bring it all the time. Once you get saved and you're born again, the peace of God lives inside of you. But when you surrender to him at all times and forever then the peace can just flood you. A lot of people that have never surrendered are still not at peace. Listen to me. Today, if you know him, surrender to the peace of God and let the peace of God flood you. If today the reason you do not know peace is because you don't know peace, K-N-O-W, then ask the peace of Jesus Christ, the Savior, the one that died for you, to come in and, and, and make you new. Don't exist any longer. Live. Can I invite you to live this Christmas? I mean, really live this Christmas. Matthew 1, we read it earlier. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. God, that is his majesty. With us, that's his mercy. God, that is his glory. With us, that is his grace. God, that is his power. With us, that is, his, that, is his, that is peace. He came to be with us, to give us what we never deserved and to not give us what we did deserve. He could not be Jesus without being Emmanuel. That is, in order to save us, he first had to come and be with us, taking on human flesh. Luke 2, 7, she brought forth the firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Luke 2, 11 and 12, for there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. At Bethlehem, we see God with us. At Calvary, we see God for us. And at Pentecost, we see God in us. Have you today experienced 
the baby, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. That's the only question. This Christmas season can be different than all other seasons that you've ever experienced if you understand that the baby born in Bethlehem was born for you, the Savior of the world. Today, if you're sitting here and you've never, ever, ever been born again, don't leave here today without doing that. If you can't call him everlasting father, don't leave here without that. Today, if you're sitting here, you're saying, Jeff, my life this year has been tough, been confusing, been a lot of stuff going on in my life. I'm still confused. I'm still frustrated, still clouded. Then you need to sit with a wonderful counselor and ask the Holy Spirit to bring clarity to you. And if you need a kind of a second feeling or second dose of peace, then ask the Prince of Peace, the King of Peace, to flood you. Don't be anxious anymore. Don't be afraid is what he told the shepherds. This little baby is the King of the world. I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes with me. I'm going to invite the worship team to make their way back up. If you're on the altar ministry team today, if you would come up as well. Your heads bowed and eyes closed. Today, do you need a wonderful counselor? Ask him. Just ask him. Ask him to be that. Do you need a mighty God in your life? Do you need a breakthrough and freedom? Do you need the mighty God today? Then ask the mighty God today. Do you need to know him as your everlasting father? You can do that today. You can. Do you need the king of peace today? Ask the king of peace to flood you. This invitation time is yours. I'm going to pray real quickly. Then we're going to stand and we're going to worship. But he's right here waiting for you. It's your choice now. Father, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. Father, I pray that we will respond to whatever the Holy Spirit said today. Whatever you said through your spirit today, Father, we respond to that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.